So, hey, everybody, this is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the midweek muscle. I have here today, as promised, an interview. Um, This gentleman is here with us. Uh, He's actually very well connected in the city. Um, He has a passion for service, a passion for a message, and he speaks a very good, positive message. I asked him to come and interview with us today so that way you guys can get a flavor. People that are going through life every single day, every single week that are impacting positive change. And I thought, what an amazing person to have us kick off our round of interviews. And so without further ado, um, we'll get started right now. For everyone that's just joining us for listening, the first time, welcome. This podcast usually is about me speaking about how to condition our heads and our hearts in a way that allows us to get over whatever obstacle or whatever challenge that we're facing relationally, personally, or professionally to help us get over that hump. And I'm bringing it to you midweek to help give you fuel to the rest of your week. Here at the Midweek Muscle, we we try to inspire, encourage peace and positive change in the most outward projection that we can. And I am super proud of the movement that we've made so far with the listeners that has gotten us here to this point. So I am beyond blessed to be able to introduce our guest speaker with us today. And so without further ado, here we go. So hello there, listener. Hello. Tell us your name, who you are, what you do. Uh, my name is Joshua Stovall. I am a minister, a musician, a graphic designer. I have my own graphic design company. Uh, I'm an educator, I guess you could say. I work charter school. But uh, yeah, I just do that. And then I make my own jewelry sometimes and just... I do all kinds of stuff, and I'm a professional shopper. I love shopping. Yeah, that, I do know that. I do <laughs> know funny. that. That's funny. Uh, I'm a professional shopper. You you mentioned something about you know seventh graders uh, reading on a third grade level, and that's tough. And you know this is this is why I felt called to do the midweek muscle because there are people out there like you um, that have a passion and a knack for change. So, but before we get into that. I want to talk about like where your humble beginnings were. Like, what was your first job? My first job, I believe, because I was thinking about it. Uh, my first job, I think I was a shoe. I was working in the shoe department at JCPenney. I think that was my first job. Yeah, like part-time? It was like a full-time thing. It was oh, crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. Yeah, full-time. And look at you now wearing so many different hats. Graphic design <laughs> business, right. teacher, like, um, a pr- professional shopper. Right. Goodness. So tell me. Tell us where you were exactly this time last year. Summertime last year, 2016. That's funny to say. This is the this is the longest job I've ever had. Like I've never had a job longer than a year. You know, eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, something with management, something went wrong there, and or people have changes in the company. But uh, a lot of times, it was actually sometimes about my fault. Like I just did something stupid, showed up late all the dang on time. And, you know, you lose your job. So last year, it was like a last time this year. It was like, dang, like, I still have the same job. Mm-hmm. This, is my, this is my third school year coming up. We having the same job, influencing students. And it was just, it was just crazy. Like, it was just nuts. And why is that so powerful for you? Like, because it, so it showed growth. It showed yeah. some type of growth to where, I can do what it is that I could. I wasn't doing before, and I had to make the decision myself to to keep it. 
you know what I'm saying, to, you know, show that what I was doing was actually working. And the changes that I made for me to get to that point showed that I should have did it a long time ago, be honest with you. And then it also showed where I was is where I was needed. You know what I'm saying? So me to have the job, if they didn't need me, if they didn't want me, they would have got rid of me. So it shows some type of value, like, dang, y'all actually going to keep me because I'm used to people firing me, you know, like either because of jealousy or because it was my mistake. And it's like, wow, they really feel like I can make a difference. Because you are making a difference. So tell us about, you talked about you had to make a decision, a decision that kept you, like, going on and a decision that kept you from either making some bad choices or or moving forward. Talk to us about that. Talk to you about the decision. I yeah, made. what was that decision you made? Like, what was that? What was that thing that said, you know, you have a choice? Man, when you, uh, this is not everybody has a purpose in life. Everybody has a reason to be alive. So, like, when you realize what you are supposed to do, you have to make the decision to either move in the direction to where you were created to go, or you stay where you are, and either you get tired of where you are. Some people, I mean, we got a lot of people who always say they're going to do something. We have people that always say right, right. they're going to change. Like, girl, I'm going to lose this weight. <laughs> You've been saying that for seven years. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm real. But uh, I had to make the decision to live up to what I know that God created me to do. And I haven't always done that. And so when you see also what you're not doing, how it affects people around you, you know what I'm saying? Then you got to make the change. Like, you know, that's part of being a real man. Like, you got to gotta own up to the title. You got to own up to the gift. Title, yeah. Your gift comes before the title. So no matter if you had a title or not, if you're gifted to do it, then, you know what I'm saying, it's whatever. Yeah, and I say that a lot in my cast. You know, you have to recognize where your gifts fall, and then you can follow that in in a way that is uniquely yours. I mean, right. you, you're the only one that can walk into your gift or into your calling. And either, you know, last cast I talked about, your calling will find you, whether you're looking for it or not. Right. Uh, and you can choose to ignore it. But if right. you don't, like, if you ignore it, it's going to follow you until right. you decide to do something with it. So it sounds like you walked into your calling and, and, and found that you couldn't ignore it anymore. Is that I true? I stumbled into it. Or, I don't know. You stumbled into <laughs> you, it? Yeah, I stumbled into it kind of. But I, f- I stumbled because I made a mistake. And, like, my mistake led me, cl- actually fell forward. Instead of backwards. What was that mistake? Still procrastinating, still not having the goals and all that. But me in that stumbling, I looked up and I saw where I could be. So it was just like, oh, I'm falling a little bit. Let me catch myself and go this way. Because once you admit where you're wrong and you make the decision to change, that's where the change actually happened. But you said something that like I kind of touched on on social media where there's so many people like, because you said your guests will you know, do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, it'll Once find you, you. Yeah, it'll yeah. find you. I feel like a lot of people are trying to find their gifts, but they're going about it the wrong way. Like, yeah. And I said this on social media, like, people need to stay in their lane. Like, I wasn't trying to be mean or anything, but it was just like, quit trying to do what everybody else is doing. That's not your gift. Like, mm-hmm. this is your gift. You're talking to people. This is what God told you to do. This is your gift to use your ability to use words to communicate. How about you figure out what you're good at and you work in that instead of trying to copy what works for somebody else. Sure. So I feel like social media has messed up certain things. I feel like we're chasing talents instead of gifts. That's Which, interesting. Talents, chasing talents instead yeah, of gifts. Yeah, people mm-hmm. chase talents. 
can you tell us for you is following what you feel like you're being called to do or, or following your gifts? Is that an easy thing for you or is that difficult? No. <laughs> no. Where my Starbucks at? <laughs> no, it's not easy because there's so much that comes with that. It's almost like if you're a minister, it's like being a local celebrity. Like people are always watching you, like waiting on you to see what you're doing. Like people know who you are. You don't know who they are. And it's like you'll have, have random conversations. They're like, yeah, my cousin saw you. I did it. I'm like, okay, I don't know who your cousin is. But all eyes are like really on me. And I don't know if it's because I'm tall as heck or what. But it's just, I don't know. It's It's harder because there's an expectation with having that. You know what I'm saying? And it's not because I care about what people view me as. I have a responsibility to who created me. To, I have a responsibility to that spirit, to that person, to that that being. That when the door is closed and nobody sees what's going on, I'm still accountable for what that is. Accountability is huge. Yeah, Dude, it's huge because yeah. it's, it's lacked right now. Because a lot of people they don't want to be held accountable. It's a lot of times I don't want to be held accountable by right. my family and my friends, but. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like people say, at the end of the day, you are accountable for what, who you are and what you should be doing. And so it's not easy to be somebody to stand up against what's normal. You know what I'm saying? You're absolutely right. I mean, challenging your gift is hard enough, but when it's in the midst of going against what your friends or your immediate network is doing, it's even more right. challenging. But then how to hold yourself accountable to the integrity that you face in following your dreams like right. that is um that's exceptionally difficult so tell me tell us the last time you were told that you wouldn't be or couldn't be or <laughs> couldn't do something uh, i don't i can't remember when somebody I'll, I'll give an example i got two examples for that there was a time where actually my first year teaching my first year in education there was and you know we can't drop names no, please don't. <laughs> Her name was uh no, nah, but <laughs> uh wait. <laughs> right, no, nah, I ain't gonna do that because she'll be the one to come find me. I had a dean. Mm-hmm. We had the principal of four deans. My dean was the only black dean, and she had to be difficult. She just couldn't, you know, just not be what she was. She was difficult. I was not trained to be a teacher. I was. I didn't go to school for teaching. I didn't finish school, but here I am offered a job to work at a school. I'm a paraprofessional. Work at a school, and you know I had a class teaching or whatever, and so me not having any training on teaching whatsoever, I just re- I was really strictly going off a of memory of me being in school and me watching other teachers. I had this dean man. She was like so pressed on me losing my job like literally she would just like sit me down and give me the hor like some of the worst analogies ever on how I-, I could lose my job if I didn't do better but it wasn't like I was just messing up horribly it was just like she did not like my style and what I was doing and of course the little things that teachers learn you know in school and along the way so instead of her really like showing me how to do it she would just be like you're gonna fail like you know, there's a reason. Like, I can't, like, it was so much. Like, she mm-hmm. just was coming at me. It was to the point where I told the principal, like, dude, you got to do something about her, man, because, like, I'm I'm finna, like, lose everything in me on this chick's face. Like, I'm about to cuss her clean out. Yeah, it was, it was bad. And I was going to try to hit her all the way down to the core. Like, it was about to be bad. So 
I'm just being honest. Okay. So <laughs> she said, okay. So what happened was uh, the school, they had a holiday program, and I was going to do all the music and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I was teaching all the songs and all the, you know, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, all that little cute stuff. Cute. And she, right. And so this is my first time doing all this stuff. And she was basically saying, like, because I get evaluated, she was like, if you don't do good at this, you're basically going to lose your job. So I was just like, okay, whatever. So long story short, at the end of the program, the principal, all the deans, teachers, parents, everybody is just like, this was the best one we ever seen at this school. Like, everybody was happy. And the dean even came up to me and told me, like, I was not expecting you to do as good as you did. Like, it was amazing. I'm like, okay, I appreciate it. So that's one time when somebody told me I wasn't able to do something. And then, you know, personally, sometimes I tell myself I'm not able to do something that it is that I'm capable of doing. That's because, deep. Yeah, it's just like sometimes we are, like we hear it, we are our worst enemy mm-hmm. in certain aspects. But truth be told, I tell myself all the time, in certain areas, like, dude, you ain't going to be able to do it because you look at, I look at current state. I know how jacked up I am. I know my character flaws. I know my mistakes. I know my past. I know things that nobody else knows about me. And I, when I look at what I have been called and given, it doesn't add up. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like the male version of, what was the name of that movie? Or what was the name of the movie where it was a rich guy who was dating a chick? She was like a knight. The girls who be out in the street and they be selling their body. Oh, pretty, pretty, pretty woman. woman. Yeah, pretty yeah, woman. yeah. I'm like, uh, I'll watch a lot like, of movies. I don't know where you're who going. are listening. We're probably like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like that. Like, I, my potential is the rich guy, and I feel like the chick who is selling herself out to the street and mm-hmm. being low, and meaning like, it doesn't add up for me to be with this. You know what I'm saying? Sure. This is so clean and proper and so much bigger than where I am right now. So that's kind of how I view myself at moments in my life where I would just say, like, like, dude, I can't do it. But the only thing that saves that is just like, you know what? I might as well just try to be better. You never know until you try. And if you're going to try, you need to put forth the effort. You need to align your head and your heart. Yeah. I'm putting that, I'm putting that in a forward motion. You're yeah. right. You're right. So how have those things motivated and challenged you? So, you know, obviously with the, the school play and all, like you <laughs> use that negativity of you can't do it. Right. And you put on a wonderful production. Um, but let's talk about how you tell yourself you can't do it. Now, that's a challenge in and of itself because you're your worst enemy. So how does that motivate you to keep going? So how does that motivate me? After you told yourself no, yeah. Um, I go to past experiences where... Failure was in the in the was there, but it didn't happen. So I find inspiration from seeing people that I'm close to. Like there's people out here who I know, like I see on TV, I see them like, yo, like I know this person. And if they can do it and I'm cool with them, let me go ahead and push. And usually when I do push, it's like, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Takes a lot of courage <laughs> to do that, right? It takes a lot of nerve. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> It's true. It's true. I, I deal with it daily. I was about to say, you're doing it right now. Touche. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you had a million reasons of why you, you can't do what somebody else is doing. It's like everybody else is doing this. Why should I do it? But you know I'm going to do it because I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. I, yeah. I think I think 
in long and in short for my story and 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 if my if our listeners are out there if you hear me if you're really hearing me we've been through this and and cast after cast you guys hear me on that and i think that's why we're so connected like my mm-hmm. core group who's out there listening week after week you guys know um so yeah you know i think that's speaking to all of us right now if, if there's it- one piece of advice that even just one listener could take away. Uh, maybe it were advice to your younger self mm. or your current self. What would that piece of advice be? The piece of advice that I would give is that in patience, you learn so much about yourself and about other people. If you learn to lay back when you're supposed to and take your time to gather all of the information that you need about yourself and about other people and about things, you will be greatly rewarded and other people will be greatly rewarded because you decided to pay attention. There's so many different things that I miss financially, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, because I chose, it was a choice. I chose not to pay attention. So if you learn how to slow down and have patience during a time where uh, everything is rushing, you'll learn so much more. So we will save ourselves so much heartache and so much, uh, we will save time just from being patient. So that would be my advice. Don't be scared to sit back. And that doesn't mean procrastinate. It just means to be patient and wait. And being patient, you learn so much about yourself and what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do, and that gives you time to make adjustments. At least that's what I've learned, because this year I've learned so much about patience. I've taken time, and God has forced me to look in the mirror, and I have no choice but to look at uh, everything that I am. It has exposed so many uh, things about me that I thought I got rid of and some things I need to, to face. It's just, yeah, you know. I guess I could have just said, be patient. <laughs> in short, be patient. In short, be patient. But I think in saying that, you're asking us to take a deeper look into the networks or the people that we're calling into our lives. And, and not everyone that is in our lives want to see us do great. Um, no, but it is, is paying attention to the people who we identify as a part of our network. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they really mean the best for us. And, you know, I, I think that's important because week after week, I say get connected and get with a group right. and a network of people you trust. And right. sometimes, you know, I, I've never said you have to be careful of your network or group. And, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's important because it's true. Like you, you have to have a trusted group of people and, and, and seeing if your support group is riding in the bus with you uh, instead of just riding in the limo with you, you know, like right, right. are they walking with you before they're taking the bus before you're riding in the limo, you know, so that's right. important. Um, so here on the the midweek muscle, I talk about something called muscle moment moments. Right. So tell us the last muscle moment you had. Muscle moments are where you have stimulated your head and heart to overcome an ob- obstacle, an objection or a hardship that you faced that ultimately would have left you in a different place or a worse place had you not chose to overcome it? When's the last uh, muscle moment you had? Either it was this morning or last night. I had Tell to, us about it. <laughs> and I have, I have a few of these. Um, I had to call somebody 
who I hurt, and I had to apologize. Mm-hmm. I had I called because I took some time, prayed, and you know I was listening, and it was just clear. And in being humble, if you are patient, because <laughs> usually you'll skim over that time and just brush it over if you're not patient. But I took the time to examine myself and my actions, my mindset, and then me slowing down. I saw the errors, but I know uh, that's that was my moment where I had to slow down. Where I usually would speed up, and I slowed down, and I was like, you know what? How about I call this person? You know, I know she's not going to answer, and I had to apologize for past and present mistakes. It was just this is where I'm at. And it wasn't like I'm doing it to look like the bigger person. It was like, I'm wrong. Let me ask for uh, forgiveness on my wrong. But that was one of the times where, you know, I had to humble up. I think, you know, and it takes a lot of humility to be able to go to your support group or what was once your support group and say that you've done them wrong. Uh, Because I think in our quest to to go on our path uh, to greatness or whatever that greatness is. Um, We tend to want people to be about me, 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 or us, 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 or my mission, my mission, my mission, when we forget that we're part of a bigger picture. And I think we neglect our support groups. And, um, you know, I talk about that in cast uh, uh, six or seven, uh, not scared enough, or nightmares Mm -hmm. won't stop us from dreaming, how our support groups are everything. Um, And the people who are standing at the bus stop with us are the people that we need to give that acknowledgement to, even though we're on our quest, you know, we can't get on our quest without our group. And again, I talk about that last week and, and, and a hero's journey, Hmm. like a hero's journey is all about the people around them Um, and us getting to greatness. Our group then becomes great. But if there's someone we've wronged in, in that process, I think it takes a lot to say, that that in and of itself is a muscle moment. How about um, my first sermon that I, well, not first sermon, what, I did my what they call a trial sermon. The sermon was about, the, in the Bible, it's a story where they opened up the roof of this house to drop this man in on a mat because he couldn't walk. And I talked about the people on the four corners of the mat that carried this dude and dropped him in so he could get to Jesus. And a lot of times, during this time, we don't have people who are carrying the mat of the person who needs help for the right reasons. Like some people, Mm -hmm. somebody might be on this corner that's carrying the mat of the person because it looks good on social media. Then you got the other person who's carrying the other corner because they just doing it just to be doing it. Then you got the other person carrying the corner that's doing it because they expected something out of it, not because of the person that's in the mat. Absolutely. And so you have to be careful on who's carrying you. And it's not just because, it's like, you know, we always say haters. Like, you got to watch out for your haters. Everything's not about haters. It's also about the lovers. Make sure you got your lovers yes. in the corners. Lovers in the corner. Yeah, man. Writing Make that sure down. You... <laughs> uh, it's the lovers in the corner. There's people in the corner that are carrying you because they all agree. And if this person in this corner goes that way and that person in that corner goes that way, you're never going to get to where you need to go. But if they're all in good communication and if all of them are holding each other accountable, 
not for their benefit, but be, but for your benefit and the person who needs it, then it goes away it's supposed to. So I think it's very important to have friends that hold you accountable. Absolutely, like, I agree. We're going to carry this person, we're going to carry this mat so they can get to where they need to go. We all had to be in communication. If you telling me that I'm slacking in my corner, I should not be offended, I shouldn't be mad, and if I do, I should be mature enough to suck it up and be like, you know what, you're right, let me bear my weight. You need to value criticism, and, and that's what that's what growth is. People don't want to hear right criticism. Yeah. Nah, we don't. We don't want to hear. No, nah, they're not ready. Awesome. Well, Joshua, I can't thank you enough for your time and your presence on the Midweek Muscle. You have given a lot of. You have dropped some gems on us this week, and I hope uh, everyone out there has been able to take something away from Joshua's story. Um, if you like what you heard. Please write a review, like, comment, share the podcast by hitting me up at Jay-Z at themidweekmuscle.com. You can also find us on Facebook at The Midweek Muscle. You can find us on Instagram at The Midweek Muscle, Twitter, Midweek Muscle. And of course, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, and CastBox for Android. Share, share. We have We get nothing. Don't be hoarders of a good message. But until then, Joshua, tell our listeners if they want to learn more about Joshua Stovall and his story. Where can they find you? Where can they yeah, find more information find me about at the you? Corner of McMillan. Oh and my Vine gosh! Street. No, <laughs> no. I'm joking. Uh, my social media, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can find me at Pastor Peace. And if it helps you, think about the Martin episode where it was like Pastor Peace, like they used to do. Y'all remember that? <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't remember that when Pam was older. Pastor Peace, like we used to. Like y'all don't remember that. <laughs> Y'all look that Martin episode up and holler at your boy, then we're going to be cool. But yeah, and then I'm on Facebook, Joshua E. Stovall. Well, there we are. Hearts up. Hearts up. There we go. Well, you guys, thank you. That's all we have for you this week. Um, let's go out there. Let's make it a positive, impactful week. Uh, let's take some of the things that Joshua has left with us and, and, and let's go after it. Patience is key and we have to keep ourselves accountable out there. Um, again, don't be hoarders of a good message. Please like, comment, review, share. Do you know someone that I need to talk to? Send them my way, jz at com. And until next week, let's go.